The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Hey there. Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. I don't think I ever start out the episode by saying, this is conversations about nothing. And I realized after however many episodes we've done, we really don't ever say. No, because we're just talking. Right. You're listening to, you're listening to the sounds of conversations I about mean, <laughs> nothing. Or however I would say it. Yeah. Or maybe that's why, because we you have it nailed down the way yeah. that you want it to be displayed. We spend a lot of time doing it, that. We just get on the microphone and talk. Yeah, well, it's because like we were talking about a second ago, we've canceled almost all other communication that we used to do. Sad. Just so we can do this. Yeah. But I mean, we had a phone call. Well, actually, the other that's day. not true. We had like a forty-five minute phone call. But that's what you're saying. We had that one time, and right. sure enough, after we both were like, no, "That would have been nice to have yeah, on the podcast." Right. But that's but it is what it is. And I, you know, honestly, I could call you through the board, and we could have a conversation. I know, but I'm just s- put it on there. And I'm so anti that. I well, because I don't get to see. It's not the same face. Yeah, it's not. Right. And then you're gonna have my kids in the background. Or we should have called it just two bearded guys in a room. Is that what it should be? <laughs> that's what we yeah, that's, that's not, well, you could always make that ours. <laughs> I could. It's just our thing. Or the bearded. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. You. You actually talk like it's our thing all the time. And two I, bearded guys in a room. Two bearded guys in a room. That's a weird thing to say. I like right? it. Yeah. I, so it'd be really nice if it's it like way. and nothing else. Yeah, that's yeah, all like, we're doing. Just two bearded guys in a room. I know. Doing nothing. Do they have clothes on? Who knows. It's just just watching two TV. bearded guys in two a room. Two bearded guys walk in a room watching TV, talking on a microphone. We could. We could start doing reviews. We could do a lot that of things. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, I think early in our podcast, we did a couple of reviews. Did we? I think so. Well, I, 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 we had topics. I don't think we had, like, reviews. Like, we didn't, like, observe See, I don't something. ever sit there and talk to you and go, hey, are you a Star Wars guy or a Star Trek guy? That's true. We Which we that. should have that conversation we could. at some point. We definitely could. Because I don't know about you, but I take Star Wars over Star Trek. I do too. Okay. Well, so at least we agree. I, on I, that. I feel like, and maybe I'm biased. I feel like most people do. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, there's a lot of people who are Trekkie fans. They but are. I think they're older, and they like have a the good newer reason generation to be. might be Star Wars. I well, just especially Star, with Disney. Star Wars is so big. It's just so. So big. here's the thing with Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks. Here's the thing with Star Wars. <laughs> there's a lot about Starbucks. Mm. Um, four, five, and six. Can't stand one, two, and three. I can, I can. And stand. seven and eight were tolerable. Se- se- we're not going to talk about nine. Well, nine. Okay, nine got really goofy. <laughs> They're all like everything okay. I have. To, everything before and after four, five, and six. How do are we goofy. just ignore the fact that people could run on a spaceship in outer space with no oxygen system we strapped are, to their body? We are talking about. A universe that we accept. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So. Or Princess Leia being able to suddenly fly. Well, hold on. She could always do that. Really? And what? What movie? Point to the movie where she flew. I'm sorry. The 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 once upon a time canon then turned non-canon. And actually, Lucas recently revealed that his original plans for episode seven, eight, nine were going to be that the realization was the prophecy was about Leia, and she was supposed to be the strongest. Mm. So. That Some was, people think it's all a dream. Uh, every every decent show or movie, somebody has this one time in one episode where somebody got hit on the head or sneezed real hard and they fell asleep and now everything since then was a dream. 
It's always been that way. I'd like seven, eight, and nine mm-hmm. for the visual effects. Oh, it's fantastic to see what people can put together. Oh, it's just, I mean, but I it's know. so much better than four, five, and six. But four, five, and six, I think, are the standard. The, the only one I really didn't like was seven. I can definitely enjoy one, two, and three. Seven is the Force Awakens, correct? I don't, I don't even remember. I believe so. I, I think it is. Yes, because it's after. And then the Last Jedi, or is that the last one? Is that nine? See, this this goes to show how far I've got out. Because once upon a time, I knew all of it. But okay. good thing we have Google. Yeah, we can Google anything. But I, the only reason why is because I, it felt like a letdown. For Star Wars, but still a good movie. Okay. Uh, Rise of St- Skywalker was 2019. Oh, that was the most recent one then, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it would be Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise, Rise of, of Skywalker. Skywalker. And The Rise of Skywalker is where they were running outside on the spaceships without oxygen. When were they running on spaceships? I've only seen it the one time in theaters. Yeah, it was... That, I guess that goes to show how I feel about the different ones because I have the original three on VHS still that I kept you from you the dad's. original three, you mean four, five, and six? I do. Four, okay. five, and six. I have it on VHS. That's the correct way to say it is my, the original three. Yes. Thank you. Because yeah. uh, I have my dad's original it's VHS. It's like the original six in hockey. Then I have a DVD and a Blu-ray. You have a laser disc? Of all of them. I don't have a laser disc. But my reel to reel. But then I only have the Blu-ray Betamax. of one, two, and three. But I have nothing for seven, eight, and nine. So I guess that shows really. I think where he lost it for me, where Lucas went sideways, is Jar Jar Binks. I think that that was a comical element ran awry. But I, I've but, been watching some YouTube stuff on him creating that character. He yeah. was totally into it. I just don't think it translated. Honestly, I don't think it translated from what he had in his I, head ideolo- ideologically to where it ended up on the screen. I agree. And I think the moment people started making fun of it, it took on a life of its own. It was, oh, well, then there's also the one that he's actually the, like, strongest Sith ever. You ever heard that fan theory? That no. Jar Jar Binks is actually, like, the real Sith leader this whole time. I can't get over the voice. But, I mean, it's, a, it's an alien species. It's, I don't know. I, I've, I've been able to suspend a lot of my... Uh, hubbub or issues with things when I just stuck a step back and like what else you mean when Luke's hand got cut off and it didn't bleed profusely well no it wouldn't have because it was a lightsaber it would have instantly cauterized cauterized okay it wouldn't have bled at all uh not if it's instantly cauterized mm, okay you're not a doctor you know you don't you're not a phlebotomist you don't know everything about blood I guess I don't but well I love Star Wars yeah and I actually feel like I wish I did pay more attention to Star Trek but never got into it. I mean, the, the ones with, uh, what is it, Chris? Is it Chris Pine? The the new ones? I haven't watched those. Uh, Captain Kirk. Those ones I... I oh, I, the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were yeah, good. Yeah, the movies. The, the movies were really good. The newer ones. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised because it feels like they... I'm a big Shatner fan. Uh, he's classic, but Maybe that, we that's can it. go into space. You know, I just Nobody else can do voice. that, though. I know. Nobody else it's can. It's a bad impression. But well, the point is he made his mark. Now, Richard normally... I know I'm just going to completely change the topic here. Yeah, you're going left. You're just going to hard I am, left. I right am, here. and it's because normally because I'm normally prepared. You are, but you brought some prepared. I stuff. did, and I, I was thinking about the last time we talked, and okay. I mean, I mean, our 45 minute conversation, uh, where I was like, 
every time this is his thing, he's got stuff, and it always goes off course like crazy, which we is fun. We never talk about the things that we Ever. think we're going to talk about. At, we are lucky if we hit about 20% of what was written down. Yeah, you're right. So I just spitball some ideas, voice to text while driving even. Wow. Just because I'm super safe. Super safe. All right. Uh, just, to, just to ask you some questions. We're okay. showing the audience we're completely unprepared for when we get on this. We're always out. unprepared. Yeah. It's, it's literally because we call each other the day before. Hey, can we make tomorrow work? And right. then most of the time it's well, me that has to back out. Tactics, so. Yeah. Well, you're you're so wildly successful and I'm just over here <laughs> counting my money constantly. Yes, so it's the VIN <laughs> I say to people all the time. The I tell my wife all the time. I go, if I had VIN's if money. I, if only. <laughs> if only I had VIN's money. So these these questions, again, these are just these are kind of like why okay. I weeded down. So they're going to jump around, too. All right. Uh, so this is scatterbrained. Uh, yeah. So what do you think is your most controversial personal opinion? Ooh. Uh, and it can be it can be off the wall where you're like, I know most people wouldn't agree with me. It doesn't have to be anything largely controversial to the masses, but you feel like it's controversial. Like you feel like more people have a problem or should have a problem with it. I think there's two things. And okay. this is probably going to be telling for any family member that listens to this. The thing that I struggle with the most, being brought up in a very religious household, mm-hmm. is when you think about it logically. Meaning, you actually sit down and go, could that really happen? Mm-hmm. And every answer you come up with is, not a fucking chance. Okay. Right? But then you go, eh, but you got to have faith, right? That's the whole point of it. Yeah. All right. But if you go by science and you go by reality and facts and all of those other things, and I understand that a Bible is a collection of thoughts and stories and things mm-hmm. like that, and we're not Written supposed to take by, it completely literal. Yep. But even if you don't take it completely literal, you know, people living for hundreds of years and having 37 children, and we're all descendants of two people that were put on this earth by a man and <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I like this. We really stumbled into something. Yeah. Here. Okay. I mean, I struggle with that and okay. I've struggled with it for hey, 40 years. That is a straight, that is, that is the struggle of faith. Um, and so the most controversial thing that I would say is anybody who knows me would say, Oh no, you grew up in a very religious household and you have faith in God and Jesus and all of those other things. And I would just because around, you grew up in a religious house. Well, I'm just saying that's weird for somebody because I I went to church three times a week and I went to youth okay. group and I did all the things and I was a I was a good boy, you know, <laughs> and I did all the things I was supposed to do and then I stopped going to church okay. once I left my parents' house. I just I just stopped going because I figured the relationship I have with the per, the, the the spiritual relationship I have doesn't necessarily need a place to go to mm-hmm. to have that relationship. It can just be within myself, and I don't have to go to a physical building for that. I think my favorite part about this is you've actually described something to me that sounds like one of your largest personal struggles as opposed to a controversial idea. Okay. I mean, I guess it's both. It, it falls is? for both. No, I'm saying that that, that rings true because I see oh, it the I same way. I, I, I tell my wife often, I was like, my biggest struggle with faith is when I think logically. Right. So I, I completely understand that. And, and I think the thing that keeps me maybe um, thinking that way is, what if I'm wrong? Ooh, I, I, I'm lucky enough Either that that's way, not my logic. Like, what, like, oh, gosh, what if there is a God? Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. If you're wrong either right, way. Right, right. Like, what if, 
Well, one one of the ways, if you're wrong, nothing matters. And the other way, if you're wrong, there's a problem. My point, right? I'm aware. So if there's a God, okay, so let's let's just take it both ways. Mm-hmm. So there's a God, mm-hmm. and he's omnipotent, mm-hmm. and he controls everything, and he knows what... Ev- We're already stepping out of where I feel comfortable right. talking. So there's 7 billion people in the world. What would you say the percentage is that believe in God, not Buddha, not... Some other. Oh, it's supposed to be two billion of them are Christians. Okay, so two billion people. He is following the thoughts and actions of two billion people every day. Okay, or you want me just to like play along and go with you? Right. So you want me to tell you my opinion? No, I'm okay. saying that's two well, then, yes, billion that's the people idea. a day, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Now I think about that logically and go, no fucking way. Absolutely, I can see why somebody would think that. Okay, so then I start thinking. Okay, so if it's not God Himself. Well, then there's angels because then they're, then <laughs> they're, 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 well, they're no, playing radio the for him. Is, there's angels, there's a the Holy Spirit, there's all these other things mm-hmm. that then walk with you and they guide you. And then it's kind of like when you do something really good or you really need the big guy, then he comes in. Gotcha. Even for like, for like your miracle. Correct. Okay. Like, oh man, we got to, we got to call the boss. We got to call, we got <laughs> to gotta gotta elevate the, this. Right. Yeah. We got to bring it to the top of the food chain. And then he comes in and it's like, hello, um, what can I do for you? And then. Yeah, that's a good, my, that's my God voice. I get no, I got you. Although it's Morgan Freeman in my head, it's always Morgan Freeman. Um, and so in uh, Bruce Almighty. Oh, absolutely. And, I, that uh, is the go-to voice now. Yeah, for especially so. So we've called we we called Morgan, and he's in there, <laughs> and he's talking to us, and you know, so that's that's the that's the the one side. The other side is if you don't believe in God, you go well. Let me point to all these things that can't possibly be true. Oh, I like that. I like they didn't go to well. Then it's nothing. I'm, I'm not saying that there's nothing. I'm saying that there is a spiritual side of everything. Absolutely. Whatever that might be to you. And that's kind of where I am right now. Like okay. I think I think I have a, 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 a spiritual, not awakening, but I think I have a spiritual connection. It's just a matter of what that's with. Is it just with nature? Is it with the cosmos? It, just with existence? With existence? Within yourself? Within myself? Yeah. All of those things. Is it really God or is it kind of my conscience? Right? Is your, your conscience going, you shouldn't do that, or you should do that, or that's the right thing to do, or that's the wrong thing to do? And maybe each of us has a different. Yeah, well, that brings up other arguments about how different people, what's right and what's wrong, differ just from where you grew up. It could be in the same country, completely different in a different country. What if so, you grew up in a place like the inner city where you've had nothing but struggles and you've had nothing but. Um, or you're a, a victim a, a of other people, of, basically. Well, a life of hardship. And nothing's come easy to you. Is it easier or harder to believe in a God who is, um, uh, he is caring and loving and wants you to have the best of everything? Yeah. But you've had none of that. I, I feel like that question goes two ways. It's you either lean into it and it's a yes and hopefully. But that becomes faith. That is, but I think there's a lot to be said. For we just lost like six listeners that we have. It's just like because <laughs> they're talking religion, religion. Talk religion. Well, because we never talked about we never talked about. Well, it. you asked me, and I think I know. I, I, you know, I don't I don't struggle with a whole lot, and I don't think I have a whole lot of. Um, we should do that. We should we should have topics a, a that faith are really. Um, what, what did you call it again? What was the, what was the word that you controversial? Used? Controversial. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it's controversial, like in society, but at least for the people who know me, it might be controversial. I got you. My view, my societal view that's controversial. This is the other one. Correct. Good. Yeah, I think it's good that we can... I can have both 
progressive and conservative views, and I don't have to choose you one or the bitch. other. No, I refuse to believe that. <laughs> it's controversial. <laughs> well, I it sadly that is controversial nowadays. But I, I whenever somebody brings that up that you can't do one, I know you're saying that you do. I'm bo- saying you I do have both. both. I know you. I'm do saying both. in society you have to. Yeah. Be, they put you into a you box. Have to pick sides. Correct. And I'm saying I don't get put in a box. You don't put baby in the corner. You don't put baby in the corner. Good. That's it. That's the list. Good. I, okay. I thank you. How about you? I hate you. I was so worried. Like, what if I was so worried? You were oh, you don't think I'm going to fucking ask you the flip side of this shit? This is the You're only going to hang me out to dry. This no, no. is the only one that I actually thought of an answer to, though. So okay. I'm going to ignore you if you ask me again after these. Uh, actually, if I had one that I think would be controversial, is I am hell bent on when a woman gets married, she takes her husband's name. So I'm in. The, I'm. I'm. I'm with you. Um, and I, I'm, a, I, I'm a traditionalist. I say that as a father of a daughter who I know will one day not have my last name. So I, I there is emotion attached to it, but there is something to me that has always ring true of being uh, absorbed and a part of that you start that union. I think this is a bigger topic, and I was actually going to bring this up today as a topic. Oh, really? Um, not this particular thing, but... Um, the reason that we have trouble with people who are trans and the, the reason we have people who are, um, we have trouble with their gender and the reason we have trouble with people who are, did you solve it? Did you figure it out? Of the, all of the things that, that traditionally go one way or the other. I think the reason that we have conflict between the people who are those things and everyone else is because of traditionalism. Traditionally, okay. we think one way okay. and you can't blame somebody when it's been one way for thousands of years, and all of a sudden, just out of the blue, somebody, they see you as a man, they think you're a man, or they think you're a woman, they see you as a woman, and they call you what they see, and you're like, well, no, I'm the other thing. Yeah. How would they possibly know that? Well, I, that's the issue that I have. Like, people get so irate. I think it's a two-way understanding, and nobody wants to understand anything anymore. It, Richard, if you today told me that you wanted me to call you a her and but you still want to have a hard time with that i would only because it's difficult to i don't have a hard time trying to make you happy i don't have a hard time to make you feel comfortable i have a hard time ignoring what my eyes see and my brain automatically processes i want to be progressive enough to make you feel comfortable but i you can't get mad at me when i see an adam's apple and i think guy that's not my fault or a penis well I, if I'm looking at your penis, when you're trying to explain to me you're a woman, we have a new problem. But if you, it's like this week, um, CNN. Yeah. Okay. So I don't really talk about CNN or Fox News or any of those things. I don't really watch them. Well, they're all garbage. But I saw a report this week that CNN put out a um, a report that you can, and this was their stance, that you cannot determine the sex of a baby at birth. Oh, that's not new. They tried pushing that years ago. And I called bullshit just simply because regardless of what your gender is. When you change definitions of words, it allows things like this to happen. Words have meaning and they have meaning for a reason. Yes, because otherwise society falls apart. But what I'm I'm saying is when we use our words. So this this is this is one of the things that I've been reading up on is how instead of making new laws, which is very difficult, 
you change the definitions of the words. Of course, the laws they've are been doing on. that in Wikipedia and Miriam's. Miriam and we've Webster's talked about this. We've talked, I think this led to our shenanigans with the the words on uh, mm-hmm. whatever site that was. Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. And when, but when you change the definition of the words, which is way easier to do than it is to rewrite law, you create this opportunity for. I don't want to describe anybody's identity issues as as chaos, but it does create this opportunity for chaos to to set a foot it's a little more sinister as well right i mean maybe that's the wrong word i have so much trouble finding evil in things and i don't mean sinister in like an evil way i just mean like under like it is no that the idea of changing a definition instead of changing a law is sinister it's manipulation manipulation is probably the better absolutely manipulation yeah when if you're getting what you want without actually changing the rules for everyone you're but, just but changing you do. the rule for some. But you do change the rules for everyone. No, you're you, changing it for some and then expecting those and then those people are expecting everyone. To but when you change those. the definitions, you don't change it for six people, you change it for everyone. So it does still change the rules for everyone. But just because you've changed it doesn't mean people are going to adhere to it. They do when it's a law. They have to. Right, but if it's not a law, what I'm saying is you Okay, here's the way I described it to somebody the other day. Okay. Okay. Um you can't argue that this is a piece of paper. Right? This I can. Is, well, okay. But it's a piece of paper. Right? <laughs> I, I agree with you. It is. That's but, fact. But my point is, is there are people... I mean, ha, you've heard the two... Well, hold on a second. Okay, so sorry, let me yeah. just finish. Oh, you finish. So this is a piece of paper. We can yeah. both agree. You piece and I both agree that this is a piece of paper factually. Right? Factually, this is a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I, and for those at home, I'm holding a eight and a half by 11 piece, piece of, of paper. paper with typewritten words on it. But if I said, well, this is off-white, you could say it's bright white. That's the difference. That's the nuance, right? That's the opinion. The fact yes. is it's a piece of paper. You, you the are The fact correct. is that's a woman or that's a man. Now, where we go from there is certainly opinion. Yes, where, where it can all be changed and people can correct. be comfortable and people can be, we can make but exceptions. Can't, but you can't, you can't just change facts. You could, you're entitled, right? right? The, the saying yeah. is you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Yeah, and what is the one that you can you can say and scream and wave your hands around, do whatever you want, as long as none of it touches me? You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's the thing. You can, you can yell and say whatever you want, and you can wave your arms around like a madman. As long as you don't touch me or my stuff, we're good. And, but that's, that's not the case anymore. And what I'm saying to you is there's literally an argument right there. It's such a fringe group. But the the fact it's that, the three percent. But the fact that we've allowed this to happen, there are people out there. Yeah, you're saying fact is piece of paper, piece of paper. Uh, but there are people who literally like to manipulate the idea that uh, saying two plus two equals five. You and I both know two plus two equals four. And yes, it is true. If we are not mentioning, if we're rounding up, and it's actually two point five, or you know, or you're not trying to use the base math, or you're, you're just. There are people who want to like sound intelligent or they want to get one up on you by just saying how, well, that's not necessarily true. When, yeah, there are some bullshit ways that you can work around it to try to make yourself feel better in that conversation. But at the end of the day, we all know that if you have two pieces of candy and two more pieces of candy and you put them together, you have four pieces of candy. I like that I took it all to candy. Sure. But, but that... It's probably your new diet. You're just craving it. No, I, I am craving sweets from time to time now, and it's weird for me to crave sweets. Mm. So next question. Yeah. <laughs> Change it again. We'll just completely halt that conversation. I, I am. I, I, I kind of like jumping around like this a little better. What is the difference between surviving and living to you? Oh, 
It's a good question. Um, and it's a good question because I think it's different for every single person. Which is why I said for you. Yeah. Um, because my definition of surviving is the bare necessities. Access to water, access to shelter, um, access to food. That's that's surviving, right? Yeah. Um, living, there's a big difference between surviving and living, though, to me. I, I agree. I believe, I believe it's massive. Living is actually not having a care about your bills, not having a care about where the money's coming in, not having a care about your, um, your that's education. That's living? I think so. Okay. I think you want you, because think about it. But is that like a utopia no, type life or? No, think about it this way. If, if I'm, if I'm surviving, I'm, it's the bare minimum. Like I'm just above water, right? Okay. I'm just surviving. But if I'm living, like if I'm really, truly living, I don't really have a care in the world. I'm just allowing myself to live, to finally be free. Living is a little more like freedom to me. I know, but when you, when you, I don't think it's a cut and dry, like where one ends, the other begins. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that. I, th I think there's a massive gray area there, between the huge, two. There's a cavern between the two yeah, of them. Yeah, absolutely. And okay. we all live in that cavern, by the way. The people who are living, you might want to call it living their best life. Okay, I know it's yeah. a cliche and it's stupid and whatever. But, but if it's accurate, it's accurate. But it's fairly accurate because if you're living your best life, if you're truly living, and I'm not talking about Facebook versus reality, right? Yeah, I, like I, that's being what on I Facebook going, Facebook. oh, I have the best husband or best wife or best kids or my life is so awesome. And then look, Brenda, we know you, okay? <laughs> we know you have a shitty marriage and your kids are fucking assholes. And you know how full of shit you are. And you have no money and you're living off your credit cards and your husband is three steps away from losing his job and you just got pregnant for your fifth child. That might not be his. And you don't even have a good relationship and he was, you know, he's he's banging the nanny. Yeah, and your husband okay. was out of town for the three right. months that whatever. you Whatever, you know, it's just, whatever. At that, That's not what I'm talking, I'm not talking, okay. I'm talking about the people who just are happy and they're living their life and they don't have a care because they've learned to block out all the noise and they just care about them and their family and their friends and just But you can you can be life. paycheck to paycheck and still feel that way. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. But maybe it's because maybe I it's think there's too much stress. There is. And as I as somebody who walks that line, I I can tell you there is stress, but uh ultimately I just have more time where I'm not stressed. But I still definitely had the same blissful moments. I know people who are making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year and are living like they're really they're happy. And why? Because they don't need all the trappings that come with more money and more this and more that. They just well, are they paycheck to paycheck by definition? I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's but, people, but that, they could be though. They, I, I suppose they could be. Okay, I don't know them to be. Okay, but they're living modestly. Right? So they're you could a, you could still a be modest technically house, paycheck modest to car, paycheck. You know, they drive an older car. They live in a uh, a very small apartment or house or whatever, but they're traveling, yeah, and, and they play happy. video games and they go out to dinner and they have a great marriage or they have a great relationship with whomever. I don't want to say it's a man or a woman or whatever, yeah. but they're just living. They're just they're just happy and they don't have a lot of stress in their life. And maybe that's what it comes down to is when you finally get to living, the stress is really gone. You're not yeah. worrying about the little things. Every, a every day it's called, a celebration. Maybe, but there's a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And I think okay. once you stop sweating the small stuff, then you then you begin to live you your really life. You really start to enjoy it. Okay. Thank, thank you, Richard. That's a thoughtful answer. Uh, so what do you miss most about being a child and a teenager? Ooh. 
There's not much I miss about being a teenager. Really? It was just, probably just the most it? difficult part of my life. Okay. Yeah, from the age of... But is that a personal experience because of your mm, life? Okay. Yeah, I think so. From about the age of 11, 12 until 19, maybe? 18, 19. So literally all of the teenagers. Yeah, it was, it was difficult. It was, it was a stressful time. Um, before that, being a kid was great. I mean, the thing I loved about it most, I think, was the freedom of just being a child, not having a care in the world. I didn't know if my parents had money, didn't have money, didn't matter to me. You I just food. I just lived as you a kid. You in your stomach I, and you had a roof over your head, and you. Were I didn't happy. know that I lived in an apartment and people lived in mansions. And I I had no clue. I was watching Knight Rider on TV, or I was watching you know whatever at the time, Starsky and Hutch. I mean, I'm really showing my age, but you know whatever it was, I would watch TV. I would watch Saturday morning cartoons. I would drink my high C. I'd go out and play with my friends. I played baseball, and I lived. A, I mean, I was I was a happy kid. You were living. I was living. And then my brother and sister came along, and, and, and our family dynamic changed. Everything. Well, it changed. It, it, my, you know, I was talking about this with my mom the other day, and, you know, I said really everything changed when they came along because it didn't just go to one child anymore. The yeah. resources had to be split instead of three ways, five ways, and it became more difficult. Which means and, your parents can't love you as and much. I well, <laughs> we can have that conversation <laughs> another time. But, you know, the, and then their financial situation changed. Yeah. At that point too. Um, and really all about the time that they became very religious as well. So there's a lot going on there. Okay. Um, and so that, you know, my teenage years, what, so what was the question about my teenage years again? It was both. It's like, what do you miss most about when you were what a child most. and when you were a teenager? I think what I miss most about my teenage years is what I didn't, how unprepared I was for later in life. Like you miss being unprepared? No. Well, I, I, I think I miss having the guidance that I needed, if this makes sense. I wish I had somebody to pull me aside and go, look, you know, as you get older, you need to be a little more responsible. But you're saying you wish somebody would have told you this. I think so. Okay, but but you don't you can't miss wishing somebody would have told you something. You know what I mean? That that's just a general hindsight of like it would have been nice if somebody had helped me. Like when I think about being a, it, what was nice is how I, easy it was to I lose weight. I would actually maybe rephrase it as regret. I don't know if I um, miss anything. Oh, I'm not. Tr I wasn't trying to be negative. I understand that. I understand that. I again, I you know my my teenage years were tough, so there's not much I miss about it. Okay, I had a lot of struggle. Then again, that made me the per maybe the person I am. I imagine too when you're struggling that hard, every every little victory probably feels huge. There might be some. Pers I'm. I'm just trying to help. But actually, there might the, be some the, perspective there. Actually, the victories were so few and far between. Couldn't even really enjoy them. So, no, not really. But with all and you your, kind of felt like you sh you didn't deserve them. But with all your them. privilege, how was this? Well, how could think, you have right. possibly have had no, this? Type I get it. My <laughs> white privilege. I actually. I you know my cards. My cards in my wallet, and I don't have that in my. But I was given my white privilege card after my teenage years. Oh, that's not why my teenage years. Okay, right. Yeah. So it was you just use your white privilege card to pay all your bills, and uh, mm -hmm. I got yeah, you. I, I was issued <laughs> in 1989 after I got out of high school. Um, no, but I, I, you know, there was so much going. I mean, I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. I was eighth grade. Okay, I made the basketball team. I was so excited. Right, oh, new school made the basketball team. And I went out and, you know, again, my parents didn't have a lot of money, but we went out and bought um, basketball shoes. And the ones that I chose were gray. Now, at the time, everybody had white basketball shoes. Okay. Converse, Nike, Adidas, Puma, whatever it was. I forget what brand it was. I don't even remember. 
It could have been gravies. Who knows? Could, no, I, it could have been a via. I just made that been, up because it's gray. Know, I mean, I'm sure I didn't buy the best of the best, but whatever they were, they were light gray. I was ahead of my time. Like every basketball you shoe now, you turn colored, right? They yeah. have colored blue, black, gray, red, pink, green, whatever they are now, and the colored shoes had just come out. Not, I said that wrong. The shoes that had color instead oh of gosh. white came out. <laughs> You're so worried. When just into in today's society, you just have I, to make I sure know. That you correct everything you say because you don't want somebody to take it the wrong way. But my gray shoes were mocked. Really? Mm-hmm. I wore them, and the first time I wore them, there were people who were like, what the fuck are you wearing? Like, why do you have gray shoes? What, are you poor? You said you were eight or in eighth grade? Eighth grade. Eighth grade, okay. So I was 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And it was like, well, what, the, what the fuck are you wearing? Like, you're an idiot. Like, what are you poor? I mean, I Just remember because it. Yes, because they, I didn't have white shoes like everybody else did. They 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 performed like everybody else's shoes. They were soft and comfortable. But, but since they, they were, were gray, they were gray. I got made fun of for being okay for being poor somehow. I, apparently, okay. Like I wasn't white privileged enough to have my <laughs> to have white shoes. shoes. Um, and there's just you know I could I could spend. A, we could do a series of podcasts on my teenage years, and I could tell you a story. It would just be depressing and depressing. Would, people would be out there just going, fuck, all my problems don't seem half as bad as this motherfucker's. Oh, I, I, there's a gentleman that I met in my life that he had the most horrendous life experiences that I, I shudder to even share them with other people. But did they give me perspective from what I thought was a trauma-filled life growing mm-hmm. up? So I I doubt that you would not. I'm not insulting yours, but the things that like he of said. Of course, not you. No, right? like when no. you say to somebody, "Oh, I don't do that." I mean, of course, other than with you. Well, I don't want to insult your life experiences, of course not. but no. off off the radio, I'll share with some of the things that he shared with me when he mm-hmm. was, you know, when he had drank and when he had finally kind of let down. And after we'd known each other for a few years, and they just horrific things that no human being should have to live through. Outside, relate. outside of being in war. You know what I mean? Because mm, yeah. when you cross war, we all just know it's like this whole other world of existence. Well, you get back to religion. Okay, so yeah. imagine growing up in a very, when I say very religious household, I mean very religious household. And then being expected to be one way or another with that. And then going to a secular school, listening to secular music with you know kids who don't really understand that part of life or society or your religion or what you oh, believe. Oh, you were an outcast for sure. Absolutely. And, and absolutely shunned for it, I'm sure. It, and and really more of my eighth grade and freshman year, my sophomore, junior, and senior year were much better. Okay. It got a lot better. Was it but, just because you made friends or did you kind of learn to so like balance it? I think it was. I changed schools from seventh to eighth grade. And, you know, I'm actually putting together like a like a journal. And putting a lot of this in the journal just so that, you know, someday when I'm gone, somebody could sit down and go, that guy was fucked up. Poor bastard. Why (laughs) was he so fucked up? And they can read through it and go, holy shit. Like, he had a lot of stuff that he was dealing with. I feel like a lot of this trauma that builds into what we've talked about is about the skills you've developed in talking to people and listening and entertainment. I I had to, I had, first of all, I didn't have a psychologist back then. Like, a lot of kids now would be way deep in therapy. With the stuff that I had to deal with. But anyways, I changed schools 
And I made a lot of friends right when I got to eighth grade, new school, everything. And I think it rubbed some of the kids who were very popular the wrong way. That you were getting buddy-buddy Correct. with people. Mainly some of their friends. And so they... Um, you became a target. I was a target. And they um, put some rumors out of things that I had done. I wasn't even there the year before. But they were like, you're that guy that did that. And I'm like, I wasn't even here. I don't even know what you're talking about. But it kind of stuck, you know, because they were Ugh. popular. And it didn't matter that it was not factual. And it didn't matter that I wasn't in that school the year before. And it didn't, none of that mattered. All that mattered was those people said it, so it must be true. Kind of like things happen now. Yeah. You know, I mean, history repeats itself, right? And so I dealt with that all year. And then on top of that, I had, you know, this other stuff going on and yeah. religion. I mean, I did a, a music class. They don't have that anymore, I don't think. But music class. They, Everybody they, had to come in music with class. Do they? Yeah, uh, in before high school. In high school, everything musical is like an elective. But in junior high and elementary, you have you have a section of class. Maybe people for, can't understand this, but you know, when you when you're trying to make friends and you're trying and high school is one of those places where you're trying to make friends. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> Most people. So um, music teacher said, everybody pick a band, pick a song, write a report about the band and why you chose that song and bring it in. So people brought in Metallica. Um, I'm trying to think of what other Ozzy Osbourne, you know, a lot of that. Um, Led Zeppelin. Back then, uh, it wasn't just Stones, wasn't it just Black Sabbath, Def Leppard, Black Sabbath, ACDC. You know, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, all the classics, all because it was early '80s. Yeah. You know, it might be Duran Duran. It might have been whomever. Wham. Who knows? Gotcha. And I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to do either Kiss. Right. Yeah. Um, I forget what the other one was. And my parents who let me, who bought me my first kiss album when I was like eight, seven, something like that. were like, no, because kiss in their world, kiss stood for nights in Satan's service. I've heard about that. Okay. So I couldn't do that. And by the way, they didn't believe in secular music either for me. And so I had to do a report on a Christian rock band oh. and bring in a song from that band play it in front of the class, read my report, and then got mocked. I am so happy that my random questions has led me down another path in your life that we haven't managed to touch mm. on yet. So the band, I'll just tell you, for those people out there that don't know, the band's name is Petra, P-E-T-R-A. Um, if you listen to the music and you switch out the lyrics for like regular lyrics, actually really good music. Solid music itself. Solid. Solid guitarist. Um, solid few guitarists. Drummer was great. Keyboardist was great. Great vocalist. But it was all based around Christ. And so when people were listening to this, they're like, I mean, they're just looking at me like, what an idiot. What a shame, though, that nobody can sit back and just appreciate, wow, the, the, the this, this guy can sing. But at that age, people are merciless. I know. Right? They just they don't care. It's not about what's right or wrong. It's about being popular and being liked, and they're going to mock because how to climb up on everybody funny. else to say sure something. you're yeah. you're you're stepping on top of people to get to the top, and that's yeah. what they're doing. And I think I told you a few episodes again uh, ago, we had talked about um, how I thought um, being friends with certain people would get me certain places, and I was yeah. dead wrong. Yeah, I, I think that you know those that really started once I came out of. Private, you called it private school. You uh, called it private I, school. No, I called it 
Montessori, you were like, oh, you went to private school. I'm like, I didn't even think about you were it that discre- way. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so once I got into regular school, it was a whole nother world for me, right? Fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Um, I was constantly changing schools. And so I was always having to be friends with new people. And you're right. That's probably how I got to the fe- point where I, I can go into a group of people and talk to them and I have no issue. You had to learn how. I have no fear. I have no stage fright. I have... I get behind our microphone, no big deal. I don't even think about who's listening out there. I just have a yeah. conversation. Again, conversations about, about nothing. nothing. They're just conversations. That's all it is. I'm living in the moment. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Just having a conversation. And hopefully the people on the other end listening can go, I can really relate to that. And, and it may not be you know, that they had to do a Christian rock band in eighth grade in music class, but, but they it might be something. something else that they're like, yeah, I can completely relate to that. And my life was just as fucked up. Yeah. And I don't think, it, I, at the time, I didn't think my life was that way. And I, to be honest with you, I still don't think it's that way. It just wasn't the norm. It wasn't the societal norm. And so when you don't go with the flow of the rest of the world, you stand out as an anomaly yeah. or the oddball. And that's okay sometimes. I'm so happy that I went to school when I went to school. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 I looked into... And by the way, I listened to all that music. Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't listen to it's it. It's so weird that your parents... Just, it's such a flop on you, like just a flip. They're hardcore into religion. No, I get that, but I mean, I mean, I guess in their mind. Well, I mean, you, you're talking. You're, are they both still here? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, have you talked to them about it? You ever said often. like, "Hey, you, oh, often, often that comes up a lot." Yeah, I, you know, and I. Do think, you feel settled with and it? And I think they learned from that. Quite honestly, I think that's the reason my brother and sister got treated differently because I, I, they saw what it did to me. Oh, so they didn't have as strict they of... As, not nearly. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Well, so you're the oldest. I am by, by 10 and 12 years. Are you uh, notably more successful than your other two? Is this an interview? Is this, this is like... It feels like it, right? Life, right? It feels like... Uh, it's kind of... It's slowly becoming I'm like... Just, I'm just filling out these, these tropes, man, because normally the oldest... It's usually me is, doing the interviewing, so it's just weird being on the <laughs> other end. This is why I wrote these questions. I'm going to flip the script on you a little bit and, and go that way what with What was it. the question you just asked? Uh, are, would you say that you are... Doesn't matter what degree, but more successful than your other two siblings. Well, I think degree of success is relative. It is right, and I, and I completely so give that out. But what they I, both have master's degrees. I do not. Okay, they both graduated college. I did not. Okay, so on paper, they're way more successful than I am. Gotcha. My um, my what about, what about that my sister paper? is a speech pathologist. Okay, um, she is married to an engineer. Oh, who has worked for several Fortune. 50 companies, um, live in a nice house, have a couple of kids by every measure. They're successful. Okay. Um, my brother lives in California. Um, he lives with his girlfriend. Um, he, pe- he appears very happy. He would tell you he's successful, um, by monetary standards or, or wealth standards. No. Okay. But, you know, he, well, just cause that, that he, there's the trope. He loves that he- his music. He went to the, he went to the New England conservatory of music, which is number two to Juilliard in the country. So, He's accomplished in his own right. Um, he played college baseball. I mean, there's a lot of things that you would say, yeah, they were successful. Um, so am I more successful or less successful than them? I don't know. That's okay. for somebody else maybe to... Well, I, the only reason why is because they say, like, the oldest is always the most independent. The oldest is always the one that leads their own path, and because of that, end up having more success. Yeah, I'm normally. probably the person that my parents look to the most to if something happened to them to guide to steer okay. the family one way or the other. Gotcha. But I, you know, that might, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, 
that's just what they normally say. That's that's like what I hear and what I feel like a lot of people. I don't know. You see, it's also like a meme. You know, the oldest is like this. The I certainly have a lot of drive. I certainly okay. have a lot of business um, acumen. I guess you might say. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I sh- you know, mm-hmm. I, I have an idea. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> um, and so from that standpoint, more so than both my brother and so I think my sister's tried to do some things on her own as far as her own business. And it's always been easier for her to work for other people. Same with my brother. Sounds like everybody, all three even, they have discipline. But where, where you might step out would yeah. be the drive. And they have more, they have more education and, and they have more... Um, knowledge and smarts when it comes to being book smart and edu- you know and, and educated at a certain level. Yeah. So they do have that. Do they listen? Do Do uh, they? I couldn't tell you. Okay. I don't know. I mean, they if they want to, they can. Do you, do you feel like you're close? That's a good question. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to dive into. Uh, I would say <laughs> I, I would say probably not as close as most brothers and sisters are. Okay. But closer than others. Um, we could probably be closer. I'm closer to my sister than I am to my brother. Does she um, live near here? She does. Okay, she so that's within about a 30-minute drive. Okay, well, geologically, you'll end up being closer then. Right. Just because you have more opportunity to go well, catch when lunch. I talk to my brother, and we talk about baseball and some other stuff, Okay, it's a much easier conversation. So we just topics. have a different relationship. Okay. Um, I just have a different relationship. And they're so much younger than I am, I almost feel like a parent sometimes to that. Because I, I ended up raising them for many years. And so I don't feel like the brother. I feel more like the parent, which is an odd relationship with them. Uh, I'm I'm actually more in your sibling side of that because my only biological sibling, my we have the same mom. Uh, he's 12 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So Love, you get it, yeah, yeah. So I, I get their side of it, but luckily he didn't really ever have to raise me. Yeah, where I was, I was with them most of the time because my parents were working. Yeah. So. So, Anyways. yeah, we didn't have that line. Okay, well, what's the next one? Got it. We're okay. getting way deep here. People, we have lost listeners left and right. This one, ago. this one might save it. Does your wife and or daughter know you're gay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. Well. Um, Do they? Have you told them? I have not. Okay, have you've not. not. No, okay. You should get on that because the relationship. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. think my wife would believe you if you told her that. Well, I can't tell her. You got to tell her. I'm just saying, if I told her, she'd be like, "Oh my god, I would totally believe that." Except for the fact that you like vagina. Vagina, hey, yeah. uh, a hole is a hole is a hole. There's a lot okay. of men who are gay that are married mm-hmm. or have been married and have children. Didn't Elton John have a wife, or does he still have a wife? Who Elton John? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure him. I, I know that he was married, and so was uh, uh. I best said Frank Zappa, wrong guy. Um, lead singer, Queen. Oh my gosh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, married, 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 so, married, 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 married. Uh, wow. Uh, so there's a lot of women who have been married and then later have become, or just realized that they were. Yeah. Of the, I just, I, I just couldn't resist doing something so childish. Uh, last, <laughs> last one I got. Last one. Like, so back to serious questions. Yeah, ish. Okay. Uh, well, it's more fun. Uh, dumbest thing you remember doing as a child? Wow. Where do I start? And I'm deleting I all these. Lost forever now. Shit. As a child. And I got specific as a child because I didn't want it to be like, oh, that time I stole this. Or like, I didn't want to like risk you like, oh, this time I, I did. More like as a kid when you're like, why did I do that? Are you talking about an event or are you talking about like a habit? Whatever you, uh, you know, when I when I 
came up with the question, I thought of an event, but when I just read it to you, I thought of a habit. Not like A, like for me, but like that's the way the question sounded more. Yeah. So do both. Ooh, habit. What is the habit? Um, be even funnier if you still have it today. I don't. But you remember something. Yeah. I don't even know if I should say it on air. Okay, maybe you shouldn't then. <laughs> it involved a cat. No, <laughs> I had a leaky nose as a kid okay. when I went to bed. And you'd rub your nose and something would come out and, you know, just wipe it on my bed frame. Oh, you'd wipe your boogers on the yeah. bed frame? And so you'd look at my bed frame and just, just be, be lined line up. Of- you wouldn't want to say that on air. Ah, it's just weird. Um, <laughs> but that's that was dude, when I was like, you know, out of everything five, we, six, seven. out of everything we've talked about, I guarantee you, more people are going to relate to that one thing yeah, you just totally said. Everything else we so talked weird. about. Um, as a child, okay, there's probably a couple things. Um, when I was nine, probably, um, I went to one of the open fields next to a shopping center with a buddy of mine. And we set fire to the grass. And we were so scared that it was going to burn the whole thing down that we stamped it out. And I got home and my parents didn't know that we did it, except my buddy got home and his mom smelled fire on him. And And she called my mom. He narked like like a pussy. motherfucker (laughs) narked. I don't think he narked. I think the mom did. Okay, so you don't think he said what She was happened. like, if you're going down, your buddy's going down. And oh. so she called my mom, and I got an ass chewing. And probably an ass whipping, too. Like, you could have burned down the whole city. Oh, well, not really, but, you know, you're the one that gave me the matches. I didn't really <laughs> give them to you. Well, they were in the cabinet, so. <laughs> you're, you're, you taught me how to open things. So <laughs> They're there. there they're near community property. So I'm not 18, so everything I do is your responsibility. Um, there was that. And then my brother and I were playing baseball in the living room. Oh, this sounds great. When I was in eighth grade, and he threw the ball, and I hit it with a pool stick because we couldn't find the bat, and I, I hit the, I hit it so hard that it snapped at the handle, which what I was using as a handle, which would have been the top of the cue stick, the smallest. Well, part. you want the fat end at the end, like a baseball, and the fat end bet. went flying yeah. through the living room, went through the shade, both of the double paned windows. And out under the driveway. I'm pissed at you for that. I'm not your dad. <laughs> I'm just thinking like if I came and home. And it wasn't our house. We were renting it. If I came home and my two boys were playing baseball in the living room. With a pool with cue. With a pool cue. They went. Because unfortunately, I have everything you need to make that happen we at my searched, house. We searched high and low for a bat. And we were just like, this sounds That's- like a great idea. <laughs> this is a bat. This will be fine. And it wasn't even like a regular pool stick because we had a we had a small area, so we got those shorter cue sticks. Oh, well, that's... Right? You and felt too so, comfortable. Oh, it was great. And I had a wicked swing, and it just snapped. And I didn't even know what happened at first. And well, brother, no, it would have been... And it, my brother turned around, and he's like, oh, shit. And there's this hole about the size of a quarter in the shade, <laughs> and it went right through the window and right through the other window. And there wasn't a whole lot of glass because it just, I mean, it was so fast. It just went right, right through, through. And it made a it made a hole, like a bullet hole. Really? Yeah. My parents were so pissed. I, I would Because they had to replace it. all that glass. I, that would, was, I would be so expensive. Right. Well, that, that's it for all the, the questions that I written down to, to mm. ask you. That was, was awesome. You like that? Oh, uh, no, it felt kind of like a colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, well, if that's what a colonoscopy if, feels like, it was just it was as fun. fun. As, why? Why wasn't it fun? Do you? I don't. I think you don't like sharing things about yourself. That's pretty private person. Yeah, 
but but I think you're a great conversationalist. I just think that when you have to reach down, I have a thousand stories. I just don't like to tell them about myself because yeah. I think it exposes. Let me back that up. I think people will think less of me. When I think I tell those stories. I think it's uncomfortable to say the things that make you vulnerable without having a lesson at the end. Like it's it's easier to talk about. I made this bad investment. Like, or mm-hmm. I, I this is where I screwed up my life with credit cards, and this is how long it took me to get it fixed. You know, th- there's a lesson. But when you're just saying like, "Hey, this happened to me. That was shitty." You're you're doing nothing but making yourself vulnerable, and I think that's a little more. So, without going into detail of what happened in eighth grade, um, oh, I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 I'm just saying I'll give you another example. So, uh, without going into detail of what, and maybe someday I'll talk about it, but um, without going into detail of what they claimed that I did, um, and it was a, it was a, an act, it was an act in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. okay, Um, and I wasn't even there, but. They claimed that I did this thing, um, and they would call Again, me. You weren't even at the school. Wasn't even at the school when they were different school. I was in. You were doing this at a different school, right? Well, <laughs> oh yeah, because they knew about it at that point. <laughs> There's like, oh, your reputation preceded you. Um, we saw it on the on the junior high newsletter that came out. It was on announcements. Yeah, <laughs> right after the loudspeaker. Right after Pledge of Allegiance. Right. right. <laughs> ah, I just want to let you know that at this other school, this kid did this. Um, He'll be here next year. He's coming to your school next year. He doesn't know it. Neither do his parents, but he's coming. Um, so it got so bad in the names that I was called that I, if I didn't, if I wasn't grounded and if I didn't have a support system with my family, which I say that, and they did support me to a point, yeah. but I actually had to go to the principal and go, look, this is a real thing. And I'm really upset about it. You're at an edge. And it's affecting my every day and my ability to learn in the school and my my parents had come with, or my mom had come with me maybe, and she was talking to the principal. And it didn't really get any better. I mean, even though we went to the school, they were like, mm, there's not really anything we can do about it. And now, if 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 it was now, like I grew up in an area where well, no, it didn't, Here's, nobody cared about it. And if it happened now, it would be bullying and the kids that were doing it would be expelled. Here's, here's why I think you're wrong about that is, I don't know what the claim is, um, but you are unfortunately not any type of protected class. So I think most of it would probably get ignored. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because of my privilege. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we say that sarcastically. Or because of, of my... Um, but like it's... it's. I really feel like... My it, middle class or my upper middle class or whatever upbringing you want to I think about. it's strictly because you don't have anything about your skin color or your sexual orientation or the fact that you... So you're saying it wasn't a hate crime. It wasn't a racial... And issue. it wasn't sexist because you're the you're I'm a man because you're because a, I'm a white because you're a white straight guy white cis male yes yeah since mm. but and I I would like to think that anybody who's being abused in any fashion is addressed equally but I just feel like overwhelmingly we're getting taught the opposite we we've went we've turned it we flipped the script way too far we didn't make everything even we went to the other side so instead of it being everybody gets ignored and everybody gets abused. We went to only we get abused and everybody mm-hmm. else gets, gets so much more out of it. Well, what I'm saying is today, if what somebody were to make some sort of claim about you, if you were a woman, it would be a much larger deal since you're a man. If you were a woman mm-hmm. instead of since what you actually are, if you were a different skin color mm-hmm. instead of what you are, it would be a much larger deal. Yeah, maybe. 
I, I mean, it's sad, and I hope that's not the case. I hope I don't find out, like, something like that's happening with my kid. I just think it prepared me mentally. Like, I had to really get through it myself mentally every day. Which I made you to, stronger. But I had to I had to push it down and, and, and squash plow, it. You know, plow through life without really worrying about that. And the funny part was, one of the kids from my eighth grade um, and then into high school um, ended up going to my um, sophomore year school with me. Oh, I bet that made it a little easier. Um, so, uh, so let me actually, it wasn't eighth grade. It was, it was, I had to go to summer. Uh, let me back that up. That's not completely true. So Will you get your lie straight, I, please. I was trying to think if he was eighth grade <laughs> and junior and, and junior high, uh, junior high and freshman year, but he wasn't what it was. I actually had part of it right. I had to take summer school between freshman year and, and uh, sophomore year okay. uh, for math. And he ended up going. And he, the only math class in the area so the school that i went to didn't have summer school but the school that i was that i was going to like the next year didn't have summer school oh but the one that i was going to for freshman year had summer school and so he had to come from one city over to my school and he was from the school that i was going to and so my fear was that there would be somebody in my class that would say hey he's going to the school next year here's what you and need it was to know gonna about follow him. you correct Man, and I had to deal with that fear all summer. So, you 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 got this down to a few people who did this, who essentially started mm-hmm. this, right? How how many people was was it? It's probably a handful, less than five. But then every but it, it spread like wildfire. Like oh no no does no. And like, by the way, in the age of social media, it, it would have been, been way yeah fucking worse. But my my question as a father, mm-hmm. um, if somebody were to do something like that about your daughter, and you knew the five kids that it was, how difficult would it be for you not to have a big problem with that kid and their parents? Oddly enough, because I went through it by myself, I wanted to prepare my daughter the same way. So you feel like you actually got ahead of those things? Probably, because she was... It actually made her stronger. She had some things to deal with in junior high and high school. Don't I mean, like everybody. Everybody's got something to deal with. and But she had a resource that was available to her. She had a counselor or psychologist or whatever. Well, and she had her father who dealt with some mm-hmm. very egregious. Hers was more of a separation anxiety. So um, she had she had real anxiety. She she loves you too much. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> but um, maybe it's because you tell her you love her constantly. Probably. Oh, by I the lo- way, I love doing um, tie-ins. I was informed by my wife today. So completely off topic now, but Always. I was informed by my wife today since our twenty fifth anniversary is in the month of May, starting with May first and ending. May 31st, I have to say I love you every day, once a day. She has told you this. She informed me this morning that that, <laughs> that, was, that was my requirement she for told my 25th. She, I, I was informed. She goes, I, your obligation for our 25th <laughs> anniversary is that you have to say I love you every day for the month of May, once a day. And what did you tell her her obligation is um, for you to get every day? My comment back to her was, what do I get? That's what I thought. That's what I said. Okay. I still haven't got an answer to that question. Oh, yet. you get to I, stay. I gave her some options. You, yeah. <laughs> or top three. <sighs> Let's be honest. We know that you get to stay married. That's really what the blessing no, is. Right? Oh, so okay. what I told her, as I said, um, when she and I got together and started dating, um, we didn't, um, we weren't 
uh, together right away. Okay. If you know well, what I mean. Because you shouldn't be. Oh, it took a couple of weeks. Okay, go on. And then we, when we were together, um, I think we were together 13 days in a row. It's kind of a record, I think, for us. Um, and on that 14th day, that we, we were just fucking exhausted. You're just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was spent. I was how, like, I how old left. were you? Uh, 24. You're just bored. No, I'm just kidding. Just spent. <laughs> I don't think I had anything left. I, was, I didn't drink enough. Um, so I told her, I said, okay, if I have to do that, then we're going to go for 14 days. I like that. And I put the onus on her. In? Okay. She didn't say no. Okay. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's, all I'm saying is if I call you and I'm like, uh, how's this Friday sound? And you're like, I can't. Well, first of all, I'm going to be in Vegas. Um, okay. So we have to figure out. Uh, we're going to have to figure out something anyway, because this is actually my second to last weekend where I have like the next day off. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we'll figure, we'll figure yeah, we'll, stuff out later. We'll, we'll figure it out. Hopefully by then maybe I'll have some equipment we can meet somewhere and. We'll figure like something. Do out. it in a Popeyes or something. <laughs> By the way, I thought it, I, I told you, you I was going to tell you. Yeah, you said okay. you had a bad experience oh, with a Popeyes, which oh. which I don't believe. So I went and got a, this about a week and a half ago. I want to be clear. I've I've no sarcasm. I love Popeyes. Mm. That's, we both that's, do. No, yeah, we both that's do. been our place. Yeah. So that's where we have our dates. Some would say that either a Chick Fil A or a Popeyes sandwich, chicken sandwich, is the best. And I argue with those people, but yes, there's there's a running debate. Personally, I think the Chick-fil-A sandwich is a better overall sandwich, but the Popeye's chicken is actually thicker and, and tastier. Yeah. Okay. Um, although I do like the Chick-fil-A sauce. I, well, that's it. I was going to say the only thing that's good at Chick-fil-A is their sauce. I find their chicken subpar. Did you see that they're potentially opening on Sundays now? No, but I hope not. I kind of respect that about a company. Yeah, I don't. I saw it the other day. I don't know if it's true. If it was April Fools, I can't read. Yeah, it's our talent right know. now. But um, so I, I, it was in the afternoon. I hadn't eaten lunch. I was really hungry. It's about three in the afternoon. It's probably had something to do with it because it's past lunchtime before dinner. It's, I'm getting kind of yeah. the leftovers. You got an old open. Literally there. opened up the sandwich a minute after I went through the drive-through. It was lukewarm. Yeah, you, you got it was thick, so it wasn't like easy to eat. The mayo was not really cold, and it wasn't really hot. It was kind of just mediocre warm, and the pickles were kind of mealy. I feel like and somebody made that sandwich like 30 minutes ago, and then an order got canceled or something, it, that's for and sure. then it was just put under the light. So when I worked at White Castle, when I would be petty. Whoa, newsflash. There's yeah. breaking news. You worked at White Castle? Yeah. You, okay. Why is that weird? No. Just thought maybe that's where you got that shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, this <laughs> the is the colors. Yeah, it is. I didn't. I didn't even think about it. And I have this shirt hanging up. Yes, well, when I was at White Castle, the actual shirt you wore was black. But oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was black blue. or gray. Trendsetters. Um, but at uh, at White Castle, the things that would make me mad were when the people would come through and they'd say, "I want fries with no salt," and then when they'd get to the window, they'd ask for salt. Because they want to be able to season them themselves. No, it's because they want to make sure they got fresh fries, and oh. that would drive me nuts. Because that it's felt smart, like smart though. That it, it is smart when you deal with lazy people. Now, at the time, I was still learning that most people are lazy and stupid, mm -hmm. and I actually took it as an insult 
that they would come to my, I wasn't even a manager yet, but they would come to my White Castle and they would be like, they would assume. Your White Castle. Oh, again, again, I said, from not even I, said I wasn't even a manager yet, Castle. but that was my idea. I was like, if when I'm working the fryer, I don't give people old fries. So okay. I used to, because I was petty, I would then make unsalted fries and keep them on the side and let them go bad. Not bad, not like rotten, but let them get that stale taste to them just to give to people when they would do that. So if they'd come to the window and ask for salt, they were getting those old fries. So here's your tip on Burger King. Oh, okay. Burger King. I, I mean, the Whopper I'm, is probably superior to any other burger oh, on the fast food menu. I love the Charbroiled like taste. Whopper? Yes. So if you want a good Whopper, you go either inside up to the counter or at the drive-thru and ask them for off the broiler. Now, I know it's kind of redundant, like they're all off the broiler, but what they'll have to do is they'll have to put a fresh patty on, run it through the broiler, and then give it to you. It takes a few extra minutes. I think it's about four minutes that you have to wait, so you pull up and then they bring it out. But the sandwich is far superior. Really? Mm-hmm. I'll do I it. I learned that when they were a customer of mine. They said, always ask for it off the broiler. So our, um, our, ne- our next episode, we're going to deal with some dark humor. I'm excited. There's going to be a trigger warning. Oh wow! Attached to that, but since we're on Popeye, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little taste of it. Okay. So the next episode you have it. What does Popeye use as lubricant? I I don't know what. Olive oil. Oh, love it. 